Hey everybody, welcome to JPD Weekly. Uh, excited to be talking to you today. Hope you are all doing well. Today I actually wanted to go back into a topic that I haven't uh, discussed for quite some time. And the reason is uh, lately I've been getting a lot of questions about Into the Multiverse, where people can find it. Is it still on YouTube? Um, I believe it is still on YouTube. For those who don't know, a few years ago I hosted a show called Into the Multiverse, uh, which was a like a branch channel off of the main Skywatch TV YouTube channel. When YouTube deleted the Skywatch channel, Multiverse was kind of in limbo. <laughs> uh, and so I'm not sure if it's how long it's going to be, be available, if it's even available by the time you're watching this. Um, I believe they took down Chalk Talk, which was another show that I co-hosted. Um, but because of that, if YouTube has deleted Into the Multiverse totally, uh, you can still find episodes through the Skywatch TV app. So uh, you can get that at the App Store and Chalk Talk into the multiverse. It should still all be there. Um, and if not, uh, Skywatch has a Rumble page. And if it's not there, then I personally have backups of every episode. So we will, we will figure out a way. But uh, in, in light of all that chaos, uh, I wanted to go back and talk about something again, that I haven't discussed in a while, uh, The Fourth Dimension. Many of you who have been following me know that my very first book, my self-published uh, first book, was called Quantum Creation. And this was kind of how I started out, was uh, quantum physics kind of stuff. But not just the science, but how it fits in with the Bible, how, it can, uh, how science and the Bible really go hand in hand. So, specifically with The Fourth Dimension, um, that term can easily become confused if we don't define it properly because uh, people mean different things when they say fourth dimension. The idea of a fourth dimension can be used to explain uh, time. They'll usually when somebody, a physicist says that, they're saying that. Uh, they're saying they're referring to time. So uh, what about the word dimension? You know, before we can talk about the fourth dimension, what do we mean by dimension? Well, a dimension is a, uh, a, a term, it, it was actually a question that I had myself, like how, how do you actually define the word dimension? But before I did much research on that uh, topic, my idea of dimensions, you know, other dimensions was kind of defined by sci-fi movies and cartoons and stuff that I watched as a kid. So I always thought that whatever another dimension is, it's somewhere out there. In reality, that's not true if, if there is a fourth dimension of not time, but of space, and we'll get to that in a second. But if there is, it would be kind of all around us. Uh, but we'll get into that. Now, to fully understand the idea of another dimension, um, I had to basically go back to the basics. And that's what I want to do here to kind of take you along the same journey of discovery that led me to you know, explore this idea of the fourth dimension, which, uh, you know, again, I think the fourth dimension, I've talked about this on other episodes, but the fourth dimension may be synonymous with the spirit world. That might just be what the spirit world is, an extra dimensional environment. Uh, so I think that it's important, important to begin with the most relatable example to get our heads around this, uh, our world. So we live in a world of three dimensions. These three dimensions are where everything we encounter every day is located. These 
three dimensions can be best explained uh, with the aid of axes. So there's an X, Y, and Z axis. So you got up and down, side to side, front and back. Those are the three spatial dimensions. They call it spatial dimensions. It just means that those are the three dimens dimensions of space. So we're not including time when we are talking about three dimensions here. Um, so axes are really just one dimensional lines that kind of continue on forever. So we can use those three perpendicular axes to plot out any point in physical space. So first, again, we have an axis called X and that's used to plot points from side to side and it defines the first dimension. The next axis defining the second is called Y and it would, um, it's used to plot points forward and backward. Uh, and then lastly, defining the third dimension is the Z axis, which is used to plot points up and down. Uh, so we can use those three axes to, again, plot any point in space. Now, there's at least two different classifications of dimensions. So the three dimensions we live in are known as spatial dimensions. Uh, but like we mentioned just a moment ago, there's also one of time. And this is known as a temporal dimension. So we live in three dimensions of space, one dimension of time, meaning time to us is just like one of those axes. It's just a straight line from one point to another and there's, there's nothing else uh, that, that we can experience. Um, and, oh, and by the way, if you want to get an updated version of Quantum Creation, Unraveling the Multiverse is on um, skywatchtvstore.com. And in that, I do an interview with a physicist that he specializes in black hole and the idea of time travel, uh, Dr. Ronald Mallet. So you'll have to check that out. We'll have to get him on the show sometime. He actually agreed to do it. I just have to schedule with him. Um, so this, this, is where, this is where that kind of confusion can come in. When speaking of knowable dimensions, it's been stated that we live in four dimensions, three spatial and one temporal, and that is correct. And when referring to a possible unknown spatial dimension, this too is described as a fourth dimension, which is also correct. Uh, it just depends on what class of dimension we're talking about, spatial, temporal, or maybe something else, you know, who knows. But that's, that's why it's important to pay attention to the context of the discussion when, you know, physicists or when anybody's talking about the fourth dimension. Uh, now, the reason these two dimensions were originally classified as the fourth dimension, I, I do get into uh, that whole explanation in the book, Unraveling the Multiverse. But um, for today, there's different tricks that uh, people, especially um, theoretical physicists, will use to better define which classification of dimension that they're talking about. So uh, when referring to time as the fourth dimension, they'll say three plus one dimensions, whereas other will say three spatial dimensions and one temporal. But when referring to a higher spatial dimension than the three that we experience, some will, th some will say fourth spatial dimension and others will just plainly call it the fourth dimension, assuming it to be understood that in an environment of four spatial dimensions, time would be the fifth dimension at that point, if, if there was only one dimension of time. Um, if we were speaking of an environment of five spatial dimensions, then time would be the sixth. So time is always just kind of on the top, no matter how many spatial dimensions you're adding. Um, now everyone that 
writes on this and related topics, they have their own way of, you know, conveying these ideas. Not everybody's going to explain their terminology in the beginning of their videos or books. Um, but that's why I like to at least state my personal use of terminology right off the bat. So I'm, I'm mainly going to be focusing on, you know, five dimensions in total, four of space and one of time. And when I'm referring to time, I'll just say time or I'll say first temporal dimension. I probably won't say that. I'll just say time so you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so when I'm referring to the next unknowable spatial dimension of space, you know, uh, I'll refer, I'll, I'll say the fourth spatial dimension. So hopefully that'll minimize any confusion. Um, so why would we care about a fourth dimension, about trying to visualize a fourth spatial dimension? First uh, Corinthians 3.12 says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. But then shall I know even as also I am known. Um, the reason it's important is because when we're reading the Bible and there's this whole world outside of ours that that still interacts and is still sometime all, somehow all around us, that is exactly how physicists describe the fourth dimension. So whatever term we want to put on it, this is probably the same thing. So this can actually help aid us in our Bible studies instead. It's really just knowing that there's a reality out there. But when we can see how the three spatial dimensions that we exist in, how they interact with each other, we can understand how a fourth might. So it's easy for us to visualize objects within our three dimensions of space. We can even visualize one and two dimensional space. But when it comes to the fourth dimensional space, <laughs> Uh, visualization, it is impossible. So the question could then come up, why even bother? Why bother um, with a fourth dimension that we can't imagine? Uh, and again, you know, there's a lot of good answers, like what I've already said. It's important because it's part of God's creation. Um, learning things and entertaining possibilities can help un us understand the complexities of God's design. And this understanding can lead to a fuller grasp of some of the more supernatural things that are written about in the Bible. And second, it can actually be an apologetic and a witnessing tool. If you're attempting to defend your faith or share the gospel with somebody who already has uh, an understanding of some of the theories surrounding modern physics, it's a great advantage to be able to speak to them in terms they can understand. And a lot of these people, they take a lot of pride in their intelligence. So when they talk to you, they're going to they're gonna throw a lot of big words at you. And... It helps if you can do that, too. You, you don't have to. A lot of times when they do that, it's, it's from an ugly place of pride. So it's, it's not when they use these big words and just try to confuse people. Um, but they'll at least have a better chance listening to you if, if, if you can keep up with them. Because actually, a lot of them are, are not as smart as they think they are. They just have learned some words. <laughs> That's basically it. But, act, but, but if you can actually understand the concepts, like actually get in your head like what's going on and be able to explain it in simple terms... I think that's far more uh, accessible to people and helpful to people, but it's good to have uh, that terminology, some of it down at least, so when, if you need to witness to somebody who speaks like that, you'll be able to follow what they're saying, and you'll be able to speak to them in their language. It's almost like a, like a separate language, uh, all the scientific jargon. Um, and by the way, in my books, I don't use a lot of that. If, if I ever use anything, I define it in plain and simple terms. And then I try to not use, you know, words that are just ridiculously, uh, big for no reason, you know? Uh, so you'll find, you'll, you'll find it an easy to understand book. 
Uh, so witnessing tool. And then third, because it's just fascinating. The idea of a reality beyond what we can physically experience is a belief that falls right in line with biblical Christianity. I mean, why wouldn't we want to know more about it if we had the opportunity? So, uh, of course, there's many other reasons uh, for this type of study, but the, those are just the top three in my personal list. Um, now, even though we may not be able to visualize what a fourth spatial dimension would look like, there are tricks that we can use to help us understand it. Uh, so I can give you a few of those tricks. And some of them, there's more in the book. Uh, some of them I, I won't really be able to explain without the, the pictures, <laughs> but I'll do my best. Uh, but all of the visuals are in the book. Um, so one of the first ones that I think really helps is the first one that I came across, and it's the most common one that physicists use, and I think it's the easiest one to understand. So I think this is the best method. Um, and it's actually used in fictitious literature. So one example of this among, physics, among physicists uh, is a novella entitled Flatland. Now, the basic idea is to use the written word to help the reader imagine what our three-dimensional world would look like from the perspective of a two-dimensional being. Um, so when considering two-dimensional perspective, it can help us understand what the fourth spatial dimension would look like compared to our three-dimensional world. So while we can't visualize the fourth dimension, we can get some clues by comparing uh, the, the second and third dimension. What are the differences? How do they interact with, with each other? And when we can learn that, then we can understand how the fourth dimension or possibly spirit world interacts with us. It actually does explain quite a bit. So in this, in this story, in Flatland, the main character is named A Square, uh, A dot square. And he tells, he tells of his experiences as a two-dimensional square uh, who later encounters the third spatial dimension, our world. He, uh, he begins his story by first explaining what his reality would look like from our three-dimensional perspective. So uh, to quote A square in flat Flatland, here's a quote, Nothing was visible nor could be visible to us except straight lines, and the necessity of this I will speedily demonstrate. Place a penny on the middle of one of your tables in space, and leaning over it, look down upon it. It will appear a circle. But now, drawing back to the edge of the table, gradually lower your eye, thus bringing yourself more and more into the condition of the inhabitants of Flatland, and you will find the penny becoming more and more oval to your view. And at last, when you have pla placed your eye exactly on the edge of the table so that you are, as it were, actually a Flatland citizen, the penny will then have ceased to appear oval at all and will have become, so far as you can see, a straight line. End quote. Now, since Flatland would only consist of the X and Y axes, there would be no up or down. So totally flat, no up or down. Uh, there would only be side to side and front to back. And because of this, the perspective of Flatlanders would be very different from our own. Um, any shape that they would be looking at would appear to them as a line. So let's say that Flatland, I have this green cup of water, this three-dimensional green cup of water. So let's say Flatland was just right here, a small universe about this big around the cup, and the Flatlanders uh, are, are looking at this cup. I'm holding it from underneath, so what do they see? All they're going to see is a green line going around. That's all they're going to see. They can't imagine 
that there's this whole other structure to it. They just see this, this it, it would be solid to them. I mean, if they drilled into it somehow, they would get into the empty space between the edges of the cup so they could explore some of it, but uh, they would never be able to go up or down. So they wouldn't know about the water underneath. They wouldn't know about the em empty space above. Uh, and anything else that they saw out here, they would just see as straight lines. And they wouldn't be able to fully interpret. Kind of like, uh, you know, when we, when we look out into the universe, you know, we see stars, we see balls of light. We see, like, just balls of light. Now, we know what those are. Those are, those are basically big fireballs in the vacuum of space. But, but, but imagine if you're a flatlander in a universe only this big and you're about that big. If you're looking out, like, towards my computer, that would just look like a bright line to you. That's always there. Or that's there sometimes and sometimes not. Uh, if I use it for work every day, then the Flatlanders would see that that light is, is predictable and they could, you know, build festivals and, and stuff around it, you know, like the pagans did with the, the sun and the stars and stuff, which is why God specifically tells us not to do that. Um, uh, because we might be, we're probably misunderstanding what we're seeing. And so when we do see glimpses of the spirit world, just like the you know, the middle of my cup is a glimpse of the three-dimensional world to a flatlander. When we see glimpses of the spiritual world, we have to be very careful with how we interpret that. We, we have to interpret it through the Bible. It would be like if I wrote a flatland handbook and I said, okay, the green circle, uh, that's okay for you. You, you know, that's, it's, it's just plastic and empty space in, in it. <coughs> there is water, <coughs> water underneath and empty space above, but you don't know what above and uh, below is so let's just call it further out you know because that's the only thing you could you can conceptualize <coughs> excuse me <coughs> i could give them that handbook <coughs> and then i could say that light in the distance though don't mess with that uh you know that could you know just don't mess with it um and the reason that i'm saying that is maybe if they drill into that they're going to get electrocuted or something uh, that's not something i want them exploring and messing around with now, uh, since it's my computer and my cup, I have every right to that. Now, in this situation, let's say I created that two-dimensional universe too, so it's not just so. So I'm in I'm in full control of everything. Well, okay. So think of that as the example. So when we're told in the Bible, so they would have their their handbook, their instruction manual, and uh, the ones that follow it will be safe, and you know they they don't know exactly why, but. Uh, they wouldn't be able to understand anyway. There'd be no way that I could explain to them a laptop, um, but because it, it's a three-dimensional thing. So I would have to tell them, look, just trust me. It's not something you want to mess with. Um, and the ones that disobey and do, you know, they get fried. And uh, But so, so when the Bible tells us not to do stuff, um, like communicate with the dead or try to tr try to establish or initiate contact with angels or something. Um, the, the Bible tells us to stay away from that stuff. Astral projection, you know, the, the, this kind of new age stuff, certain meditation, new age meditation techniques. Uh, the Bible tells us to stay away from that kind of witchcraft kind of stuff because... We're entering into a world that we don't know how to navigate. We don't even have the right body to navigate it, you know. Uh, we have no concept of 
I mean, even if there's only one extra dimension, even if it's only the fourth and that's it, that is mind-blowing. Uh, that, that, that's something that we can't even understand. <clears throat> if we went into that world in these bodies, we wouldn't know what we were looking at. We wouldn't, because we would see it from a three-dimensional perspective, just like a Flatlander would see my laptop. He would only see a two-dimensional line of it, so one small section. So all we would be seeing is three-dimensional sections of a bunch of objects that we can't get a grasp of because they're four-dimensional. Um, but there's also negative entities there. There's, you know, demons and fallen angels that reside there or, or you know, at least pass through there from time to time. So it's, it's not an environment that is suitable for us. Now, when we're, when we're, when we're changed, you know, to another body, uh, as Paul says, then we'll have a body suited to exist in, in that reality. But uh, here, that's why God tells us not to mess with that. It's for our own protection. <clears throat> so basically any shape that Flatlanders, any three-dimensional shape that uh, Flatlander would be looking at would be some form of line. Now, imagine if you were actually able to, to breach Flatland as a three-dimensional being. Let's say you were able to, to stick your finger through Flatland. So here's Flatland. I'm putting my finger through it. Uh, what would they see? They would actually start to see, as my fingertip broke, you know, through their universe, they would start to see just a, a, a kind of pinpoint up here, and it would start to grow slowly into uh, a circle. Really, it's just they're seeing different two-dimensional sections of my finger, but to them, this is one object that is constantly shifting and changing. It kind of reminds us of some of the UFO stuff that people report on. And, oh, speaking of which, if you uh, haven't had a chance to check it out, go to skywatchtvstore.com and pick up The Great Delusion, which is uh, my most recent film on the on where we're at with UFO disclosure and what we can expect in the very near future. Nick Pope is in it. Um, he was actually over at my house, which was pretty cool. Uh, and and a, a bunch of other people were in it. Um, but you can uh, check that out. But anyway, so imagine what that would look like to a Flatlander. Now, uh, we can use that example to think of what a four-dimensional object would look like if it breached our space. So just as a Flatlander would see like a point and then a circle appear, um, now depending on the shape of the object, if I put a Rubik's Cube through it, they would see, you know, they would see the lines of a square and, uh, and they would see... I guess they would start seeing all the squares like change color. Uh, really, it's just passing through, and it's different squares, but they wouldn't be able to know that. Um, so if a four-dimensional object, four-spatial-dimensional object, were to breach our universe, we would see, let, let's say it was a, a hypersphere, which is a four-dimensional sphere. Um, we would see different three-dimensional sections of it as it passed through. So what it would like look like to us, if it was a, just a perfect sphere, it would look like a pinpoint just appears out of nowhere, and then it grows not into a circle, but into uh, a sphere, s smaller and bigger and bigger and bigger as it's passing through, and then as it's leaving, it would get smaller, smaller, shrink, and disappear. And again, isn't that interesting that that, that kind of thing is what a lot of people report when they see UFOs. People that don't have any background in quantum physics and never studied the fourth dimension or how to, how to conceptualize it or anything. 
uh, and yet they explain that kind of thing. Um, actually, I talk about this in um, my book, Afterlife. There are people that have had near-death experiences that have an extra-dimensional perception when they're out, and then when they when they wake up or when they come back in or you know whatever when they're alive, uh, they the only way they can explain it is like they were it, they were able to see kind of everything at once and it made sense to them. So like they were able to like see see the house but all the rooms of the house at the same time, uh, and, and so ima imagine that that makes sense. Th this and this guy was just a normal average guy you know he wasn't a physicist or anything but think about how that actually makes sense uh so use the cup of water example now to to the flatlander they can't see inside that so they have no idea what's inside of the what's inside of this this circle the only way that they could see inside of it is if they drilled inside. And again, they're only getting two-dimensional slices even doing that. But, uh, or, or if they were able to ascend and look at it from above. Because when we look at the cup of water, you know, from above, we, we see all the dimensions and it just makes perfect sense. And it, it doesn't confuse us because we're not two-dimensional beings. So imagine a two-dimensional being has a near-death experience. Uh, he's able to catch a glimpse of the 3D world. Um, maybe the flatland, you know, soul has extra-dimensional capabilities or something. But uh, he would see it just like we did. He he would, if it makes sense to him, then he would presumably have a mind that could process that all that information, and it would just makes sense. So that, that might be how angels see us. It also explains why they're incredibly intelligent, because a lot of the reason I think that we can't see the fourth dimension is we just don't have enough brain power to process all of that information. Think about how much information could, could only be contained on a two-dimensional, let's say, piece of paper. How much information? You know, you can type on one side, type on the back, that's about it. But now imagine a whole book where you, you can make it as long as you want. That, that's so much more information. Well, I mean, reality is kind of like that. So uh, we can process three-dimensional stuff, but uh, four-dimensional, we I probably just don't have the brain capacity to be able to handle it. Uh, our, our bodies and our brains were not made to operate in, in that environment. Um, so when this guy lifted out of his body, he had this near-death experience, he said he was just able to see kind of everything at once, and he said that it, it made sense to him at the time, but now that he was back, he couldn't really explain it. And he, there were no words for it. And um, his account is amazing, but, uh, but that is, if, if the four, fourth dimension exists, and, and if there are four-dimensional beings out there, that is exactly what our world would look like to them. Um, so again, like, um, uh, if I hold this cup like this, I can't see through it. I have to utilize the third dimension to look into it to see. If I was a four-dimensional being, I would be able to see this way and this way. I'd be able to see inside the cup and outside the cup at the same time. How is that possible? Well, imagine a square, just, just a normal square. To a flatlander, they're just seeing the outside of it. But to us, we're seeing the outside of it and the inside of it at the same time. And what the inside is made of and what the outside is made of and the edges, we're seeing like all of it at once.
uh, we're able to do that because we're three-dimensional. If I was four-dimensional, you would just bump up the next dimension. And instead of me being able to see flat, you know, everything flat, uh, I would gain the ability to see everything three-dimensional like that too. So you'd be able to see the outside, the inside, uh, the back, the bottom. Uh, you'd, you'd probably, you'd be able to see the whole thing. And that's what this guy described. And um, I can't find any way that he would know to describe it like that, so I don't think he's lying. Uh, and, there, and he's not the only one. There have actually been quite a few people who have had near-death experiences like that. Um, so, yeah, let's, I'm going to call it here. Uh, if you're not a member, go to dailyrenegade.com get a membership and you'll get the rest of this episode. Uh, and that's in the members only section. And we do that because, uh, like I mentioned earlier, YouTube has deleted our channels and we just can't trust them to keep our content. So we're housing it at dailyrenegade.com, but that also costs money for upkeep and stuff like that. And, and as much as we can, we'd like to grow daily renegade. Uh, so you'll get the rest of that episode. Many more videos are available there. Uh, and not just from me, from people like Gary Wayne, um, the Genesis Six Conspiracy, Brian Melvin. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get a lot of different different voices to be able to cycle through, and there's no censorship. We have stuff about the economy on there, if you're more into that stuff, if you're more into the political stuff, or if you're like me, where you like prophecy and like this weird kind of spiritual stuff. Uh, or if you're like Gary Wayne and like more of that ancient history kind of stuff, you're going to find something that, that you'll like at Daily Renegade. So uh, if you don't know, if you're undecided, you can get a free trial. We're doing free trials. It's You'll get a week free. See if you like it. See if there's enough stuff in there that uh, keeps you informed. And if you're enjoying it, if, if you find value there, then uh, support us. Be part of the family. We would love that. We'd love to welcome you into the family. So... If you haven't had a chance already, go ahead and get a membership at dailyrenegade.com, and we will see everybody over there. So if you are viewing this on YouTube, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please get a membership, and you'll you'll get to learn about more about hyperspheres and dimensions and stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, so those of you that are members, hold on the line. Everybody else, thank you so much. Take care. God bless.